Welcome to the Unleash Your Voice podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Driuso, performer and creator by nature, voice specialist and leadership coach by day. And I work with entrepreneurs all over the world to help them unleash their voice and step into the leader that they were destined to be. This podcast is an unfiltered look at what it takes to truly own who you are as a leader, unleash your voice, and get your message to the masses. Are you ready to turn up the volume on your dreams, your desires, and your income? Sweet. Let's get started. What is up, you guys? And welcome to another episode of the Unleash Your Voice podcast. Today's guest is one of my really amazing close friends, Audrey Shore. She is a force to be reckoned with. I actually met Audrey last year, January, when we were both at a retreat, and I just love her so much. Her growth game is so strong, you guys. And she is someone that you need to look out for. She's so incredible. I'll link all her stuff below. So after the show, you can swipe up and you can go ahead and really connect with her on every single level, binge watch her content, listen to her work. She's just so, so amazing. I actually spent probably four hours today on the phone with her because I love her so much, number one, but Also, because we recorded this episode first and then we swapped over and I recorded an episode for her upcoming podcast, which she will be launching pretty soon here. So keep an eye out for that. I, of course, as always, if you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, all that jazz, I will let you guys know when that podcast episode is available and when Audrey's podcast goes live. But for your listening and loving purposes, I will put all her information in the show notes. Audrey is a money and mindset coach, but she's also a success coach for thought leaders and get this guys, future millionaires. How good is that? Even saying that word feels really good. If anyone knows me, they know that I'm always saying that I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 30, which is hundred percent a fact. So even, even saying that out loud feels really good, <laughs> but she is the coach for you. If you are ready to turn up your natural flow of money, if you're ready to build your empire and actually enjoy the life that you are here to live. I love her so much. She's not only intuitive, she is an astrology whiz and she just has such amazing qualities to her as a human being. So I can't wait for you to listen to this episode. I hope you love, love, love it. And without further ado, I bring you Audrey Shore. Okay. Hey, hey. So we're recording, number one. Number two, let us know who you are and what you do and why you're so fantastical. (laughs) Hello, I'm Audrey Shore. I am a money mindset and business success coach for thought leaders and future millionaires. And I'm fabulous. (laughs) (laughs) You are. (laughs) I... Honestly, I'm like, I could just go on forever about like money and manifesting and energy, but I'm going to keep it short, at least for this part. I am both intuitive and strategic to help you because obviously you are amazing, a thought leader and a future millionaire. Shift your energy into this state of continual growth where you are actually happy and enjoying your life. You don't hit those crazy income ceilings or plateaus or backslides where you're like, 
you hit this big month and then you freak the fuck out. Are we allowed to curse on here, Danny? Oh yeah, it's my podcast. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. I guess on my podcast and I just I just want to make sure. Keep going, man. Okay. So you know, people hit these income ceilings or plateaus or backslides where they like hit these big months, they freak the fuck out, they get really unhappy or lonely or or they don't feel like they can hold it all. And I know exactly why people do that. And I help them cut that shit out yeah. <laughs> and create the systems and the, the support that they need both in their, their mindset and their everyday routines, but also in their business so that they can live their best lives rather than, you know, being an underpaid employee or a really well-paid employee in their business. <laughs> I love that so much. Want to know something super cool about your voice that I just feel really called to tell you right now? Mm-hmm. Um, so for those of you guys who don't know, I'll probably totally gush about Audrey like pre-recording, like after when I put this into <laughs> the thing, I'll probably just be like, this is why I love her so much. But we met in person last January, which seems like not that long ago, to be honest. I know. Right? I know. Yeah. And your voice, when I did the voice reading, I was like, there's something, um, cause you were at the retreat. I talked, I've talked about it on the podcast where I like, Taylor made me go around and read everyone's voices. And I'm like, Taylor, we don't talk about how I do that. Stop it. Um, <laughs> it's really good. And when I got to you, I, I, I remember just remembering the voice was just very hidden. Like it almost was in the back of your body, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And trying mm-hmm. to like project backwards. And now when you speak, which is really cool because I've been secretly watching you throughout the year, just like <laughs> shift this in your voice and it's really cool. You are so much more forward speaking and Mm -hmm. so much more connected in your body and like radiating that outward as opposed to hiding. And I think it's really cool. And it's just, you should go back and listen to old videos and just like see, feel the difference in your body. Cause I can feel it, but Mm -hmm. feel the difference in your body because it's bold. It's a bold difference. It's really fucking cool. And that just means that you're stepping even more into who you are. And it's just like so amazing to watch. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. I was like, I have to tell you this because I keep thinking of telling you this and I keep forgetting to. You go. know, it's interesting because, you know, we've done a little voice work together before. Mm-hmm. And um, when we were at the retreat, mm-hmm. oh, if you can't hear that, there's like trash guys outside my house right now and it's really noisy. <laughs> <laughs> I, can only, I can barely hear it. We're good. Okay, cool. The last... Um, <laughs> The last podcast I did, my husband was mowing the lawn outside and I was like, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but I'm recording a podcast. Um, it was fine though. And, and the lawn looks, looks really great. So I really can't, can't complain. You know, it looks great. So I think it's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's probably like, you can't even hear it in my podcast, but like, I'm, I'm weird about that because I have a really good sense of hearing. Oh, Although my husband yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't agree. <laughs> <laughs> he's like it's so funny how you hear so many things but then when I'm like trying to talk to you you're like what it's called collective <laughs> hearing mm-hmm. it is I actually have that in my Instagram like my intro on my Instagram stories there's like a guy mowing the lawn in the background the entire time oh my gosh and when I was recording it I was like I kept like putting on stories and being like, okay, let's pause for a second. They're still mowing the lawn. Um, 
anyway, noisy neighborhood. I'm going to backtrack because like while we were at the retreat, um, one of the things that I was really leaning into was like sensing where people hold tension and energy in their body. And like uh, a couple of people who I talked to at the retreat were like, I still remember when you told me to move my energy from like up here and like wavering above their head uh-huh. to like down here and like into their sacral and solar plexus chakra area. Yeah. Um, but what's really interesting is before I leaned into that and before we did voice work, um, my energy was mostly held like back inside my body, almost kind of like coiled around my spine. Mm. Kind of like when you wrap up a, you know, those like tiny little flags that people put in their yard. Yeah. Um, you know how, like when you store them, you wrap it up around the little flagpole thingy. Mm. That's how my energy was. And like, I would have to force myself to expand out of my body, but I just like wanted to hold everything inside of me and like back. Um, And I think that it was a protection mechanism partly because like when, when you have a really expanded energy field, um, one, you get seen more, you get noticed more, you light up a room, um, or you light up an online space as we do. (laughs) And then the times that you feel it's so funny because I talk about like, um, like turning on and off, like the switch inside yourself. And I, I do mm-hmm. stuff with people like the lighthouse exercise where you like practice the, the expansion energy and practice, like mm-hmm. turning it off because sometimes I'll forget to turn it off. And then I'll go into the supermarket. Like when I'm just haggard and I just like, look like I crawled out of bed, which I probably did. And then I will literally run into like eight people that I went to high school with. <laughs> and then I'll like run into people who are like, Oh my God, Danielle, you look so great. And I'm like, haven't brushed my hair in four days. Cool. And it's it's so funny. So I'm so hyper aware of my energy field because even like, I will get noticed everywhere, like no matter what. And it's just like, it's amazing and it's fun. But also when you don't want to be seen, it's like you, that that's where the protection mechanisms come into play. Mm -hmm. I agree. Also, I think it's fun. Um, like every now and then when I will like put on a certain jacket or something, like I'll set an intention where I'm like, I just want to blend in today. And I just like put it on. And like then an I'm invisibility like, cloak, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. There's such a power in intentionality and like, just, just like setting the tone before you, before you go somewhere or before you enter into an engagement, because um, I don't know, like, a lot of people talk about like in witchcraft, charming your clothes. I put like a cute little witchy tip on my, um, on my Instagram stories about like putting coins in your shoes. And I, I dyed my feet <laughs> little green circles from the penny. I, saw that. I love that. <laughs> but it's true. Like you can set these intentions just with little actions and it can have such a huge effect, especially when you're like tuned in and turned on, you know, <laughs> life is so magical. <laughs> oh yeah, you were and you were talking about how your energy was wrapped around the coil. Sorry, I just mm-hmm. No, no, it's fine. I love I love what you have to say about that because it's true. And like I I live in a town that I don't originally come from. I come from Baltimore and I live like two and a half hours south. Um and when I'm like really on, which I guess I was today like everyone says hi to me and is like smiling at me. And Uh, I don't know who any of these people are. (laughs) 
you're like damn straight I love it <laughs> yeah. legal wave like. Aww, like little queen wave yes oh my gosh I do that too so my grandparents literally live like kind of across the parking lot which is really convenient when like um I had I need like my dog babysat or something like that I'll like wave to my grandparents mm-hmm. and, like go bring my dog over but then when I leave I call them like neighborhood watch because they're always watching and they'll be like Danielle you you are so like you need to make sure the speed limit in the parking lot is exactly 10 kilometers and you were going about 15 and I'm like oh my god I'm so sorry grandpa I didn't know you were out there with your radar gun I'll make sure <laughs> next time that I'm really slow but it's so funny because when I leave I roll down the window and if people know me, they're like, this is super funny. And if they don't know me, they're like, Danielle, you're an asshole. But when I roll down the window, I go, goodbye, peasants, love you. And I like drive away. It was like a queen wave. And I'll be like, goodbye, my peasants. Like, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't like, I have just like a little queen wave. <laughs> just a little one. And so cute. I don't know. I think it's just part of my eccentricity. And people are just like, oh, because I'm always very nice. Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> not like, hello. I taught a grade five class a couple weeks ago. I went to Sylvan Lake to cover like one of my friends. Cause when I used to teach children's theater, they literally had no one to cover. And I'm like, well, why not? Like, that's so fun. Yeah. And I made everyone in the class call me queen Danny. And then every time that I would come into class, they're like, queen Danny is so nice. And they'd be like, queen Danny is so pretty. And I'm like, yes, my peasants continue. Yes. Oh my God. I know. Danielle does not power trip. What are you talking about? (laughs) I just casually embrace my royalty. Yeah. I was going to say, you just know who you are. (laughs) I I don't power trip. I just know who I am. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Um, so tell us more about <laughs> how you shifted your energy from really being, cause you were, you were talking about like being at the retreat and stuff like that. Talk a little bit more about like what shifted for you within that and like what shifted for you bringing your energy forward. Hmm. Was it just like owning who the fuck you are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting how energy and mindset correspond. So you can make shifts in your energy and then be guided to the mindset shifts, or you can kind of do it the other way around where you're like, change your mind. And then like everything in your body kind of shifts to accommodate that. Um, so I honestly think I was doing a little bit of both and it was like a, what came first chicken or the egg kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, I was living in a situation that I wasn't super in love with. Um, <laughs> we had roommates at the time and like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wasn't super in love with it. Um, and that's okay. But I was really contracted a lot of the time because I don't like, I at the time didn't really like to spread out my energy around other people. And so I started really just like forcing myself to be okay with taking up space. Um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> some fun, fun, really fun stuff actually happened pretty quickly. <laughs> um, my group grew by like 600 people in a month, cool. which was awesome. Um, I started showing up more. Sorry. I have the hiccups. I think orange juice doesn't agree with my stomach, <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> um, but it's so good. I can't help myself. <laughs> um, my group grew. I started uh, showing up more and I started, um, not seeking external validation, which Mm. is a huge part of like the work that I do with my clients. And for some reason I wasn't doing it with myself. And I was like, well, you know, money validates me. My group going validates me. And like, 
people love me. And then I realized like, shit, (laughs) I should love me. Like I'm pretty fucking amazing. And I think everybody should think that they're amazing because we all are like, that's the really amazing thing about being like the talented fucking human being you are is that you're fantastic and you just don't even fucking see it. Mm -hmm. And that blocks so much money. And like shame. I talked, I literally did a podcast. People are like, Oh God, Danielle's going to talk about this again, but that's fine. Everyone has to listen because it's my podcast. I'm just kidding. But um, (laughs) I was talking about how shame and um, humbleness, like the idea of shame and the idea of humbleness, like everyone just needs to, including myself, get the fuck over it because it's a social construct in order to get, keep people in line in like Mm -hmm. factories and work environments and the government and all that stuff. It's like, and religions and everything. It's literally like, come on. I was raised Roman Catholic. The only way to like get it. Yeah. Woohoo. The only way to to get back in line was to, well, for me, because I dealt with like a lot of, I would definitely classify it as like religious abuse and like using the Bible in certain ways. There was a certain person in my life who really, really like drove that home. Mm-hmm. of like if you do this you're going to go to hell if you do, mm-hmm. if you act or speak and still to this day does it but I'm more like grounded in myself that I'm like I this shame isn't for me like this yeah. shame trying to keep me in line you can't keep me in line with shame or guilt or this idea of me having to be quote-unquote humble because mm-hmm. that's just that's not trying to make me be a better person that's just trying to keep me in line for you like that yeah. has nothing to do with me and just like really embracing that. Yeah. That is millennia old. That is a construct of feudalism. Yeah. Um, and then which became patriarchy, which became the industrial revolution. And now we're, we're starting to break away from that, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) it's hard. Like it's in our bodies. We have we have evolved this way, you know, we've evolved to see social rejection or social ridicule by people either in authority or larger groups of people in our lives as basically a survival threat, you know? Yeah. So you, you really have to get to this place. And it seems like you've done a really good job of that, of just literally accepting that, you know, your body is going to react to people shaming you as if your life was being threatened. Yes. Have to accept that. Yeah, sure. It's probably going to happen, but you want to be the fullest expression of yourself and have your impact in the world and have your money and and wealth and and all the amazing things that come along with that um, and purpose and passion and all of that more then you want to avoid experiencing that fear, you know? Yeah. And it's just that like feeling of like, I'm going to throw up. Like, that's exactly what that like feeling is. It's the same Mm -hmm. as if you're about to jump off like a bungee jump or something like that, which Mm -hmm. I've never done, but I went on a swing in um, the forest in Bali and that was terrifying to me. And people were laughing, but I was like, ah, and I was like freaking out. (laughs) You're like swinging over the jungle. But anyways, that same feeling is like the same feeling that I get when I speak to this one person in my life and I'm like, okay, like that's exactly the same feeling. You're recognizing that this is so, this is on topic, but kind of off topic. Did you get confirmed? Yeah, I did. What saint are you confirmed under? (laughs) So I was a little bit of a rebel 
Yeah. Um, Samesies. So I wasn't confirmed under a saint. I was confirmed under a blessed um, Kateri Tekawitha. Whoa. She is my favorite. Um, I literally, I told my mom, <laughs> I was like, I'm looking for a saint that isn't a virgin. <laughs> Boom. Boom. Oh my God. I love it. So what, what was like her, um, you know how they all stand for something? What was her, like, what did she stand for? I don't remember. I was 14. Um, I remember like not being so cool about the patriarchy. I know that she was this really amazing native American and she may have been a virgin, but I also, so I took two names. I was the only person like I was extra, super extra. Um, Kateri Cecilia, because I loved St. Cecilia when I was a kid, you know, the saint of music. Um, And I don't know. I know that she had a lot of ties with like nature, but I don't know that she was officially like the patron of anything because she was still just a blessed. And I'm like, really, we're going to, we're going to ram through John Paul II, but we can't like you know, we're sitting on Kateri Tenko with her for like a hundred years. Come on, man. Like That's so cool. I would challenge you. I want you to like, after this, you should go do this. This is your homework for today or I'll go do it. Like send me it after, but I'm super curious because I want you to go research that person because guess who my saint is? Who? St. Joan of Arc. And I was bold and ballsy when I was little too. And I remember being mad because everyone was like, Mary and like, and Amelia and like all these things. And I'm like, I'm Joan. Like I was Joan of Arc. And I think it's so Mm -hmm. cool because there's one quote when I started my business that I would see everywhere. And I strongly, strongly think that like literally Joan of Arc is literally my saint. Like we're like together, we're ride or dies, right? Like that's where Mm -hmm. ride or die chicks. Because um, I saw this quote everywhere and it's like, I am not afraid I was born to do this. And I just think it's so cool that she like stood up for what she believed in she was burned at the stake and she's like whatever and now she's a saint and then like came started from the bottom and now you here like she's just so cool and I think it's so funny because even when I think it just resonates so strongly with me that she like literally spoke up about what she was like hearing and and, and then she was burned at the stake but she still is like ended up being a saint even though she was burned at the stake like I think that's super fucking cool yeah I do too yeah I, do too. I have always loved Joan of Arc and I remember being like mom that's so stupid they were threatened by her and they thought that like (laughs) yeah it's so cool but I was like oh this is so awesome because when I because I walked like I didn't really like I'm like like just even now probably I was talking to someone and I'm like probably the most catholic thing about me is that I still talk to saints and that's pretty much (laughs) like I'm just like yo saint anthony can you find this like I lost it again (laughs) yeah I joked to my mom that I'm like like I'm, I'm not Catholic anymore. Yeah. But I keep St. Francis so busy. Like I'll be driving down the road and I'm like, St. Francis, bless, bless that rabbit. And St. Yeah. Francis, keep that deer safe. <laughs> That's like me and St. Anthony. We were at a retreat and in Sedona and I was telling, cause I literally lose everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just part of who I am and I'm fine with that. Like, I actually love like being so like homies with St. Anthony because we were at a retreat mm-hmm. and my previous client, Brooke, she lost um, her phone charger. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. fine. And I was like, yo, St. Anthony, like pull through. That's all I said. Literally, she's like, 
I don't know how this happened, but I just found it in this place that I had never even thought that I would put it. And I'm like, yeah, that's because St. Anthony pulled through. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, so, cool. so I Googled Kateri Technical Witha because I was really curious. Um, curious. Yeah. So she was a Native American in the Mohawk tribe. Cool. And she is the patron saint. She was actually um, canonized, finally. Um, of ecologists and environmentalism which was a huge thing for me in my teens and then the second name that I took was Cecilia and she was the patron saint of musicians that's so cool because you you have like such a melodic um like quality to you so that's so thank you I also play piano and ukulele and sing and so that's so perfect I think it's like that's so cool how it just lines up because when I was young I just pictured because I'm like ah yeah like whatever but it actually (laughs) I'm like this is so perfect for my life and yeah just so cool um anyways we got so off topic but I want to talk about (laughs) manifestation because I I, because you're just number one you're just amazing at what you teach on and we were having a really interesting conversation before we hit record and I actually want to finish that conversation because I think it's super cool um many of the conversations that we have clearly we're friends if anyone didn't know this like clearly (laughs) the pod people are like are we just like at a coffee date with Danielle and all her friends well you should be (laughs) um so when it comes to manifestation there's pieces that you talked about people Mm -hmm. missing and mm-hmm. how you kind of broke down your process. And we can talk about that too, like at the end of more what your process is like mm-hmm. when you work with people, just in case they're really interested and they want to like get to know you and like follow you on everything and stalk you and all those things. Um, but what are the, those missing pieces of manifestation? Like what are your views of manifestation that you think people are missing when they try to like DIY Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, <I> know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I DIY'd for a really long time. Um, I've been manifesting. Well, my dad taught me creative visualization, which is like this OG manifesting book. Cool. Um, when I was like six and he, I like grew an inch by visualizing it, which I mean, it was probably going to happen anyway. Cause I was six, yeah. but it, wait, it can was, I still do that? Cause I'm like five one on a good day. <laughs> So. I'm fine too, so I get it. Um, you might be able to, but like, just feel really tall when you wear heels. That's what I do. Perfect. Um, so I've been DIYing it for a long, 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 long time. And I actually recently feel like I've refined the process to the point where I'm just like, boom, boom, bam, like do this, do this, do this. And I can really see in people's energy where they're not quite where they need to be. Um, and I have just a really solid process for like shift this, shift that, then do this and then see what comes and then, you know, let's touch base because it's going to be amazing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, especially around money because growing up, um, there was always a big focus on money. Excuse me. Um, there was a big focus on money and there was a lot of scarcity even when my family was doing pretty well, it was always, always stressful. So like in my teens, um, that's what got me into entrepreneurship. I started a craft shop when I was 15. I'm on my 10 year entrepreneur anniversary. You're so um, cool. Congratulations. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. Um, I only made $60 in my first year of business. Wow. That's pretty good. I mean, like I mean, for a 15 year old, it's not yeah, bad. Not <laughs> and then I made like a few hundred and then I made a few hundred more. And then, and then I did, you know, significantly more than that. <laughs> um, but anyway, money was always a big focus. So I was always like working on manifesting money and working on manifesting abundance and like figuring out, um, figuring out like how, to call it in and like vision boards and all kinds of things. And <laughs> this is the piece that I was missing for a really long time. It like fucked a lot of shit over in my life. And the piece that I see most people completely skipping over when they're manifesting. So we think about it, like we're going to embody, embody the feelings of having what we want. You know, we're like, okay, I'm going to make this vision board. I'm going to look at it every day and vibe with it. That's great. Like you're becoming a magnet for what you want. But <laughs> what happens is we think that that's all we have to do when actually the way that we perceive money and the way that we call money in isn't in vibing with having what you want. Um, I'm like kind of backtracking, trying to figure out exactly how to say this so that it's like <laughs> earth shattering. Okay. So I'm going to be earth shattering no matter what, but if I, okay. if I, feel like I would like you to elaborate. I will question you. Okay. So just going to kind of like drop a truth bomb that I feel like I should have known for a lot longer than I did, but like, Oh my God, I'm so excited. We hear the idea like money isn't real. Money is just energy a lot. And we talk about it like, Oh, money is just energy that supports you having what you want. Like, don't make it such a big deal. It's not a real thing. Well, <laughs> money isn't real. What money actually is, is a shadow of value. So when you are trying to call in money, but you don't have the value consciousness to back it up, you can't call in money. Like value consciousness is the receptacle and the channel for money. So think of it like, it's a pipe with a bowl underneath of it. <laughs> Your value is both of those things. And the pipe can be like really big to let in a lot. And the bowl can be really big to hold a lot, or the pipe can be really, really small and the bowl can be really, really small. So you're getting like a trickle of money and you're only holding on to a little bit. And the thing about value consciousness is that you can <laughs> fuck it up in like two ways. And I've done both <laughs> and I've fixed both. And, and pretty much anyone who is working on increasing their income, but not getting there or just like straight up, not making the money they want, um, is doing either of these two things. They're either placing their consciousness of their value on something that is capped out. Like, um, a lot of people place a lot of value on hard work or experience. Um, we especially place value on experience when we don't have a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're like, Oh, well, I'm not that experienced, so I can't charge more than this, or I can't call in this much, even though it's what I want, I'm going to have to be more experienced for that. So I have to wait. So we, we keep our value channel really small because we say I'm valuing experience and my experience is small or we value hard work and we basically work and work and work and work and work and we get capped out on the amount of money that we can bring in because we're literally like killing ourselves. Um, 
or if you don't get there because you don't want to go there, you basically just cap it out at like whatever you're comfortable with. And then you can't grow because nobody teaches you how to shift your value consciousness. But if you want to grow your money or experience more money, what you have to do is find something limitless to value within yourself and then put your focus on that and like grow and expand your focus of that. So for me, just as an example, I really valued um, my ability to systemize things. And my, I'm so good at this shit. In my corporate job, I would just like look at stuff and I'd be like, oh, here's a better standard operating procedure for that. Like, let me just go make a PDF document for you and an Excel time tracker. And you can prove that my theory is better. Than yours. Oh my God. And they would just be like, yeah, this is great. And like, I was able to call in a lot of money in corporate that way, because I was like, I'm great at systems. Like, yeah. yay. And then I still held that valuable piece of myself but I cut it off when I quit my job. So all of my value was still in that piece of me. And <laughs> I was like, I thought that it was just a product of being in a corporate environment. So I was like, oh, I don't need that anymore. But I didn't put my value in anything else. So I just basically stopped making money. <laughs> wow. That's so, I just love how you broke that down because even for me, I had like a really um, graceful meltdown a few weeks ago when actually like a month-ish ago, when I went in for the training for the, for the residency that I did, cause I'm like, oh yeah, I've done it. But there was like a refresher thing. And I remember walking into the building because what they did in Calgary is that rent is like really high and like a quote unquote, right? Like, and, um, the arts communities and theater companies, like they weren't matching up. Right. Mm-hmm. So what they ended up doing is they ended up building, there's this old boys school that's kind of looks scary and kind of looks haunted, but it's super cool. Mm-hmm. And you walk in and all these artists, like photographers, people who create like clay things, um, theater companies, everything have now rented out that entire building and renovated the whole inside. So from the outside, it looks like an old boys school, but when you walk in, there's like puppets coming out of the wall and everything's painted and you walk down every floor and people have their galleries on those floors or the light fixtures are um, like little time capsules. And it's like so cool. And when I walked into that space, I felt so much joy and excitement and like the puppets and there's masks everywhere and all these things. And I felt at home and then I left and I cried on the phone to my friend, Dana. <laughs> I was like, there's something wrong. Like maybe I just, I don't need to be in this space anymore. And she's like, or maybe you forgot that this creation part of you is a massive part of you that didn't like leave you when you left the acting community. Like yeah. maybe just a part of who you are. And from there I was like, whoa. Cause I was ready to check everything in and become a broke struggling artist again. And I was like, this is it. This is how it has to be like in a second. Right. Because I yeah. feel like I was so lit up and I forgot those parts of who I was mm-hmm. the play causes, parts. Yeah. It causes almost an identity crisis. Exactly. Um, oh, I had one. Yeah. Me too. When I quit my job, because I felt like I had to leave certain parts of me behind 
because I didn't understand that they were integral parts of my being that I really valued about myself. Um, I just like completely lost who I was for a while or at least a big part of me. And I just felt like I was drifting and I lost my drive. And when I started to get back in alignment, I started to be kind of guided towards these ideas um, of like, what do I actually value about myself? Like, okay, when I was making a lot of money, what was it that I was valuing? Do I need to bring that back in or do I need to shift that value proportionate, proportionately <laughs> to, um, to what I want to do in my business? And so I made this whole long list and I was like embodying the energy of like my nine to five self. And I was like, okay, so I was like smart and I was reliable and responsible. And those things I had like, <laughs> I had acted like I was being irresponsible by quitting my job, which I wasn't. Um, but like, that was something I valued. So I was like, okay, well, we need to take, we need to, we need to find new ways to value responsibility. And we maybe need to not place quite as much value in that because that's kind of corporate brainwashing. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I was sitting with it and I was like, well, what was there that really lit me up? And I realized that it was like the strategy piece and, and systemizing things. And I always have like systems for stuff. And I just like never wrote them down in my, in my business. And I felt like I was drifting and really lost. And now I just have like all my client processes and Trello boards. And I like give people like, like access to so much stuff, like whole mindset processes, like an alignment Trello board. And like, <laughs> it's the best because I have the best systems. Like I know how to teach someone pretty much anything. Mm -hmm. Like if I know it, I can teach someone it because I have the way to do it, you know? Yeah. Really well. <laughs> so cool. And you were talking about before we press record, I'm trying to remember like the exact words that you used. But you're, you essentially said, and, and I'm going to tell you to hopefully jog something in your head, and then you can just explain it way better than me. Um, because I'm like, okay, so something essentially, when you're in this space, because we were talking about this space of like kind of losing who you are, kind of being stuck in like an income cap, or maybe like not getting clients for a long time, or some type of like dry spell, and you're like, oh, I'm going to manifest it. And you said something along the lines of like, from that space, you can't, or it's hard to manifest what you want. And I would love for you to be like, so if someone's listening to this and they're in that space and I've done this too, where I try to like, Oh, I'm going to do it. Right. And <laughs> then it doesn't work because I'm not, I don't have it accessible to me in that moment mm -hmm. because I'm in that space. So yeah. what would that look like? So the first thing that I would say, just from like the way that you described it, is that when you're like trying to elbow grease your way into manifesting, you're still focusing on the absence of the thing, mm. not the having of the thing, um, which is a pretty basic like Abraham Hicks, you know, like yeah. <laughs> focus on focus on the abundance that's already in your life, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, and is that like, like you kind of like focusing on the values? So like for you, mm -hmm. when you kind of got out of that place, you focus less about signing the things, doing the things and more about the value that you held within you a little bit. So, so here's kind of my process, yeah. <laughs> not my whole process, but like, this is what I did. And this is, this is what I teach other people to do with pretty stellar results mm -hmm. <laughs> to be humble. <laughs> yeah. We don't, we're not humble on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, it's funny. You hold a space for people to just be like, this is what I fucking do. And I'm amazing. <laughs> Extra as fuck. 
Yeah, exactly. And it's amazing because that's, that's the space I hold for people too. And I don't always show up that way, which clearly work I need to do. Um, but like, I'm kind of extra as fuck and I'm, it's fine. Like I'm, I own my value. And when I own my value, that's when my clients get amazing results because I'm like, fuck yeah. Like, of course you're going to do this amazing shit because one, I believe in you. I'm holding this space for you. And two, I'm a fucking amazing coach. Like I'm telling you what to do, do it. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like, in order to get these people, these incredible results, like you have to, you have to expand your energy and be strong in your Mm -hmm. energy or it's not even going to be accessible to you to lift someone else up in that way. I think of it this way. Like when I'm really insecure about my body, I notice everyone else's bodies. When I'm really secure in my body, I hold space for people to feel beautiful because I yeah. feel beautiful. And it's like, exactly. anyways, yeah, continue. Sorry. I want to hear yes. your thoughts. <laughs> so another hiccup. Okay. I'm just let my body like ground into this. Yeah. Um, the first thing that I always recommend, and this is pretty widely understood, but people always skip this step. And I always skip this step for a long time. First thing you do is get out of resistance, like Mm. just stop freaking out. And I know that sounds like, like somebody's probably going to be like, but Audrey, I'm late on my bills, but Audrey, like my life is falling apart. (laughs) And here's the thing. Mine was too. (laughs) I was late on my bills. My life was falling apart. My bank account was in the negative. And you know what I did? I looked at the clouds and I was like, life is really beautiful. You know, things might not be really great for me right now. And I might be feeling really crappy about a lot of things going on, but you know what? I live on this like one in a billion trillion planet that has puffy white water vapor floating through the atmosphere. Like what the actual fuck, the astronomical odds of me being even alive right now are so huge. And I just basically leaned into like, okay, I couldn't get to like, life is amazing. But I remember like looking at the clouds and like looking at the grass and trees and just being like, yeah. yeah. And just like releasing that resistance. And then from that space, I could take like another minute of non-resistance and then another minute and then another minute. And then like, usually I'll be like, and then I made a sale because usually... (laughs) (laughs) see Mm -hmm. like non-resistance is massive and that's what a lot of people talk about when they say alignment it's like you get in a space of well-being but then from there like once you're in this space of not being resistant to your current moment and you're no longer focusing on the absence of the thing and you're just like in the present rather than like looking at the future or looking at the past then you can look at your mindset and be like what do I value about myself? Do I believe that people are actually going to fucking pay me? Because if not, then there's an issue there and I need to work it out. Um, so for me, I got so much in resistance and so much in like a a space of losing myself that I completely lost sight of my value. And even though I logically could say like, yes, I have these results in my business. Or even when I didn't have results, I was like, I'm a good coach. Like I know that I can help people and I've had businesses before that did well. And like, I developed people in my corporate job and like, I have all this experience. I could say that logically, but in my heart, I felt so like hurt 
you know, just from the whole situation of feeling rejected and like all the things that come up from being an online entrepreneur and like trying for a long time that really all came from within me, but you know, (laughs) that it was so, so, so hard for me to move from that feeling of like being in the present moment to being like, oh yeah, I'm valuable. Like, oh yeah, of course people want to pay me. I was in the space of like, holy shit, why, why did I ever believe this in the first place when I was in resistance? So I got out and then I was like, okay, what are some things that I value? And I started listing them and I was like, well, you know, I'm pretty smart. (laughs) 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 I read a lot. Um, I can develop people. And like, I started focusing on that value, but I also had to shift my focus away from on a day-to-day, the absence of what I wanted. Mm. And I have, like, there's, there's a lot more that I could go into, like creating a structure around your offers so that you can like really see the value in it rather than just being like, well, I'm a coach. Yeah. <laughs> because a lot of people, what happens is when they're like, well, I'm a coach and I'm intuitive and I, you know, do this cool shit. Um, and I help people make money, woo, Um, Mm -hmm. or whatever it is. I help people find love. I help people get fit. Like, this is great. Um, is that it freaks out your, your sacred masculine. You know, we have sacred feminine, we have sacred masculine energies. Um, now I will say like, obviously these are stereotypical archetype energies. I'm not saying like masculine as in like everyone who embodies this is traditionally a man. Like I'm, this is a gender neutral podcast and we're all yeah. gender fluid. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and I am a feminist and the whole like masculine feminine, um, archetypes, like I embody it as an archetype and I'm a very <laughs> sacred masculine focused kind of woman. So it's cool. Um, I love it. I always preface stuff like that too. Cause I'm like, y'all, yeah. we are advocates. Don't even worry. I would never bring anyone on this podcast who... <laughs> Yeah. So you're, yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So your sacred masculine will start kind of freaking the fuck out. If you're just like, I help people by being intuitive and you don't really understand like the value that you provide in and in kind of like a structured way, like this is what I do. This is how I help people. And what happens is the masculine starts to want to control things. And it's like, but how? Like, and so your masculine, like massively overpowers that flowy feminine side that really draws things in in a beautiful way, starts to get really controlling. And then like, you don't know how to calm your inner masculine the fuck down because nobody really talks about it. They're just like, you know, be in your feelings, get feminine. And it's like, well, yeah, but you actually have to do things to support your inner masculine too. Otherwise your inner feminine is just like, I don't know, like, (laughs) kind of suppressed. <laughs> mm, I love that. And that's so true. Like it, it both parts need to be supported. And I love that because when I do get soup, cause it's very easy for me to go super masculine or super feminine, but both sides need to be supported. And when mm-hmm. I go super masculine, I feel drained. And when I go super feminine, I also feel drained. Yeah. So what you do is you create a structure within like what you do. So for me, I have this trailer board where I just outlined like my entire one-on-one process. Obviously it's a little different for everyone, but like I know each facet of what I do and how. And so when my, my inner masculine gets a little bit out of balance and it's like, but how do I help people? How am I valuable? I just open up this Trello board and I'm like, 
hey, here's this whole beautiful structure. This supports you. And then my feminine comes out and is like, ah, I'm here. Let's manifest some shit. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's so good. And I love just how you were talking about like pulling up values. Cause even that was one major thing for me when I got mm-hmm. so in the feminine that all of a sudden my masculine freaked out. And then I got so in the, fe- like, so in the masculine of like, do, do, do like, just make shit just like, like, duh, right. Yeah. Like prove your value. Yeah. You know? prove like, your value. It. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, it, it's, that you do tend to lose sight. I always say like, you don't lose who you are in one foul swoop. It happens in small decisions over time that just Mm -hmm. one day you wake up and you're like so confused and you don't know why, but it's those small decisions of not supporting those other parts that are accessible to you that creates that momentum of of feeling lost. Exactly. And feeling lost is one of the hardest places to manifest from, in my opinion. It's a really hard place to call in wealth and abundance and clients because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Like, yeah. you're, you're stuck in this space of not being firmly grounded. And so if you're in this space right now, like if you're listening to the podcast and you're like, holy shit, <laughs> what they're describing is exactly what I'm going through. What I would recommend is start by getting present in your body. Just, just be here. Even if it's just for a minute, like a lot of people talk about like, I don't have time to be a non-resistance. I need to do shit you have a minute. (laughs) I promise. Um, and just like feel something or look at something that brings you back to your humanity because a lot of entrepreneurs can get really sucked out of like their humanness and their love because they, I've done this. You kind of turn it off because you need to keep performing and, and your inner human is really fucking tired. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm sorry. I don't have time to be human right now. I got 10 K months to get. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I'm a 10 K month robot. Where is yeah. this human? <laughs> being a 10 K month, like 50. Well, actually like when you go from being a 10 K month robot to being a human, it's like one, your life gets a lot better. And two, it's like really easy to hit like much, much bigger months because you're like a fucking magnet for everything you want. And all the people are just like, all the people, all of your people. <laughs> Holy shit. Who is this new person? Like you shine so much more brightly. It's amazing. But yeah, get in that humanness, get out of resistance just for a minute and like really breathe and enjoy, enjoy something. I don't know. There are birds in the bush outside my window that I look out sometimes and I'm like, hmm, birds, they're so fluffy. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, life is actually pretty good. Like, um, and then from there, get grounded in your value. Like, what do you want to value about yourself? And not just that, but what do you need to value about yourself? Because that's the thing. Like, sure, I could be like, I'm good at drawing. I'm not, I'm not good at drawing, but like I could say that. And I could be like, I value that in myself. But like that's not going to be my channel for money. Like, sorry, not sorry. Like I have a business what about me and my business do I value about myself that's going to allow me to open or expand my channel for money? How can I put my focus in that? And then from there, if any ickiness comes up, like weird thoughts, like, I don't know, people like me don't make money or people are going to hate me if I make money, which is like common. (laughs) Um, You just have to recognize them as stories and tell a new story. And then from there, <laughs> there's a lot of shit you can do that just like scales it in, in the most beautiful way. But like, that's the first very important step. And when you tune into that value, 
and you take your focus away from the absence of the thing that you want, like shit happens so fast. I was just talking to a girl on a, <laughs> on like a new client consultation yesterday and she was focusing on the absence of money and I, I do it sometimes too. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just stop focusing on the absence of money. And then like a minute later, she was like, Oh, somebody just paid me. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're like, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Done. It's, it's deceptively easy. There's so much that you can do, but like non-resistance and value are like just, just so simple. I, don't know. I think it's so funny how, um, sometimes when we are in like non-resistance, it feels irresponsible because we've been like programmed to do. Exactly. Exactly. And the thing is like, what I tell people a lot and what I have found in my own journey is that when you're in alignment, like you're inspired to do shit and Mm -hmm. it just like, it just happens. Like I will be in resistance all day. You'll actually see a lot of my posts are at like 10 p.m., 11 p.m. Because I'll be like in resistance and I'm like, ah, how do I get out of this? And I'm not inspired and like, wah. And I'm like, okay, you know, I'm going to get present. And then like, I don't know, I'll spend a little while present. And then within minutes, it's like 10 p.m. I'm like, I've been in resistance all day. What do I do? And I'm like, uh, get present. So I get present and then like I have four posts that just want to come through me or like I hop on live and I'm like, you need to hear this because mm-hmm. non-resistance, non-resistance is an active process and it causes a lot of amazing shit to come through. Like it just is what it is. And it's definitely not irresponsible. That's just your ego trying to trick you into like not doing the stuff that's actually potent and helps you mm. period. I love it. This is so good. We still have to get to your podcast too. So I'm going to wrap this up. (laughs) We're doing a double dose, which is a really good um, way to segue. So this is all amazing. And I know you give a lot of incredible content in your Facebook group on your, like here, I'll let you, I'm like, I'm like pimping you out. I'll let you pimp yourself out because that's my favorite thing. I also force everyone to introduce themselves so that they can like not be humble and just like brag about who they are. And then I also let them like share what they're most passionate about, like sharing their content on right now. So Mm -hmm. where other than your amazing podcast, please talk about that as well. Y'all can catch an episode with me pretty soon here, but um, please share where we can find you, follow you and binge watch your content. Yes. Okay. So I have a group on the Facebooks. It's called girl get paid which is also the name of my podcast, which is releasing, launching very soon. I'm interviewing a bunch of people. Like Danny is the first person I contacted. I was like, oh my God, I need you. Oh my Um, God. (laughs) And I'm just honored because I was like, oh, crazy. Like I would love to have you on my podcast too. So let's just do that. (laughs) Yes. Um, So I have the Girl Get Paid Facebook group. We are pretty fantastic. We're a group of entrepreneurial women who share both our journeys and actually value and free content and like lots of freebies and awesome stuff. So if you want to be a part of that, go to, hang on, I have like all of my bit dot leaves. You can also send them all to me and I'll put them in the show notes so people can just like swipe up and they'll all be there as well. Yay. (laughs) Okay. So girl get paid podcast. No girl get paid Facebook group. I may have to change names (laughs) because I'm getting confused. (laughs) 
you go to bit.ly spirit and sales well slash spirit and sales cool that's my group you can find me on facebook i'm audrey shore i'm one of the only ones mm-hmm. <laughs> you'll see my face on the podcast so you can find me i think it's the same picture <laughs> and i share a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of content on my facebook i share a lot of content in my group um and my assistant sets up awesome emails from my content to go out to my email list, which you can join in my group. <laughs> so basically I have content everywhere and it's amazing and, and you should come and follow me. <laughs> yeah. And you do the horoscopes on the Instagrams as well. I did. I, um, I had like the most ridiculous tech difficulty for weeks and I'm feeling out whether or not I want to continue my astropreneur horoscopes because I love them love astrology and human design. It's a huge part of what I do, but it was taking a lot of time. And there are also like, and maybe I should just like stick it to the establishment and keep doing it. A lot of big like horoscope apps are shutting down horoscope accounts right now. And I'm like, I really don't want to get my Instagram shut down. Wow, that's <laughs> Not even like, I think they were trying to do it for copyright infringement, but like, I don't, I haven't had any issues because like, I kind of amalgamate lots of different horoscopes into like specific for entrepreneur horoscopes, mm-hmm. which takes a lot of time. <laughs> it does. And that totally makes sense that mm-hmm. it might be something that you might phase out, but you are an incredible astrologer, astrologist, astrologer, astrologer. astrologer. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I know what I call it. I've learned from some pretty amazing people <laughs> and I love applying like specific astrology to the way that you manifest and the way that you run your business. Um, and yeah, it's really cool, but it's not been a part of my Instagram for a few weeks now. And I've just been feeling out whether or not, whether or not I want it to continue. I may have some projects in the works um, for some physical products that incorporate it though. So keep oh my God keep posted and sometimes Audrey has really hilarious Instagram stories so also <laughs> they are really funny right. I love I love Instagram stories they're my favorite um and sometimes I'm like I'm not on stories enough but you know what when I am on stories they're, they're pretty amazing so. yeah, I like live on my Instagram stories I'm like yeah. I could write posts right now or I could just like talk to Instagram stories and people are like oh my god do y'all uploaded 15 videos and I'm like yeah I did <laughs> Yeah, I try to put text on the bottom of them because I'm that person like scrolls through all my stories silently. And I'm like, well, if I like to consume content that way, other people probably do too. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But what's funny is, well, now I don't remember. (laughs) That's so funny. It must not have been that funny. Um, But yeah, if you want to find me on Instagram, I'm at Audrey Sparkle. (laughs) <laughs> and she does sparkle well thank you so so much i can't wait to get this episode up i love you so much i will literally talk to you in 30 seconds when we do your yeah. but pleasure. Um, everyone say bye to audrey bye, bye guys <laughs> this was great i'll talk with you all soon I hope you loved, loved, loved that episode. You want to come hang out with me a little bit more and maybe talk some more leadership love and unfiltered voice, then you can go ahead and find me on social media at Danny Driuso. And I would love for you to come join me in my private Facebook community. This is where the conversation continues, okay? So I'm always in there giving you guys live trainings and 
information and just making sure that you guys are fully supported in your business life and leadership. Okay. It's a totally free Facebook community and you can find the link below in the show notes to come join me there. And I would love, love, love for you guys to leave me a review if you feel so moved to and let me know how you are loving these episodes. Okay. And maybe who you want to see on next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Unleash Your Voice podcast and go be bright, be bold, and be you.